my big broad why, you know, my intent is to, you know, I want to die with a six pack at 93. That That's it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fluff to Buff podcast. Today is Saturday Matters Day. Um, your co-host Johnny here with my cousin Jake. Jake, you there? Yeah. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Awesome. So, guys, listen, Jake and I are really excited today to um, introduce and welcome a special guest uh, with us um, that I'm really excited about chatting with and, and allowing you guys to hear some of his insight as well. Um, joining us today is Dr. Antonio Harrison. Um, he is a board certified behavioral analyst, um, doctorate level, um, with much of his work focusing on health, sports, fitness, leadership and diversity, uh, organi organizational business management and self-management. He's a graduate school professor, a speaker, um, fitness coach. For me, my personal connection and exposure to him has been through virtual reality fitness through the Supernatural app, um, but he also coaches varsity high school uh, football. So a lot of experience, a lot of insight. Coach Doc, welcome to Fluff the Buff. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, man. Absolutely glad you're here. Um, so, you know, Doc, as I was mentioning to you before, Jake and I sort of started the Fluff the Buff podcast with the intention of uh, reaching out to other other people maybe that are, are just getting started in their fitness journey. Uh, okay. Jake nor I are certified trainers or nutritionists or any of those things. We're just doing it, right? We're just, <laughs> just right. showing yep. up. And, the, the best way to do it is just to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So um, part of what I wanted to just sort of kick over to you to begin with um was was to see you know if you would have any right out of the gate advice if you were to meet somebody like us on the street that either hasn't started or is just getting started like what would you say man is it more the mental battle is it you know what what kind of things would you would you give us to be able to share with our friends to get them going uh, i'd say two things first is the hardest part is just showing up like train that first um and that that could be just getting to the gym and sitting in the parking lot and then turning around going home and then the next day walking into that gym but like train the part of showing up everyone wants to get in there and get to work but showing up is half the battle and no one ever thinks about training that aspect um the other part of that i would say is don't make the assumption that whatever you've decided to do for exercise is going to be fun and rewarding for you right like people will be like oh i want to lose weight i should hop on a treadmill you may hate running what about <laughs> swimming what about cycling like experiment and find the exercises that you enjoy so that you'll continue to show up for those like for example i want i hate running on a treadmill i can't stand it i don't want to run unless there's a ball or an opponent and there's points scored <laughs> um so you know like don't don't just go oh i guess i got to get on the treadmill i guess i got to hit weights there's so many different ways to exercise explore them all to find the ones that work best for you oh that's great man and i think that's something i know that jake and i touched on and jake can speak to this too that um one of the things that's inspired he and i both is that we're doing different things we're not yeah. e either we're not we're not trying to sell any program um, you know, Jake, you can talk a little bit about that as well, man, how just the diversity and finding what works for your personality, even, you know? Yeah, you, 
like Johnny, like you said, we've both spoken about the fact that, you know, the, the VR headset stuff works for you. It's, it's great for you, but I need something with a little more structure. I need somebody to kind of tell me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And I think that that's part of why we're, you know, fortunately, why we've been able to be successful in these terms is our, is in our current terms is because we are we have figured out something that works for each of us. And I, I definitely appreciate and, um, am, am glad that doc sees that that way as well. Cause you know, it's, we, we've pushed that a lot, you know, you've got to find something that you enjoy because it isn't always fun. Um, and it, and it is work, whether, whether you're having fun or not exercising and losing weight and, and eating right, all of those things, there's still effort. Yes, yeah. there's still effort, a lot of effort. And and you know what? I'll even piggyback off that, too. And like, I know it's it's kind of a, a, a trendy thing to say a lot with, you know, finding your why of doing something. But it, it's worth noting, like, I don't. Yeah. Do I like to have my body fit to be able to go swimming and not feel self-conscious or things like that? Yeah. But that wears off because over time, you know, father time catches up to everybody for everything. Right. Um, <laughs> but like my my why is like. I didn't grow up with grandparents. My dad played ball with me till he was in his 60s, just like up and down at the park. And I want to be able to do that with my kids and my grandkids. So when I see my kids out here throwing the baseball, shooting basketball, throwing the football, and they're like, Daddy, do you want to you play with us? Can you play quarterback? And, you know, let's play a game, a family game of basketball. I can say yes. Um, and not, and, and that makes me feel great. And it's like, okay, this is worth it. What I'm doing and putting in this time and effort. Yep. Participant, not spectator. Yep. You know, one thing I've recognized, and I was actually talking with my wife, Jen, the other day, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, I have some kind of general why, but my day-to-day -day why, why I show up, why I do things that, that is evolving is as, as often yep. as I put socks on. You yep. know, so, some days my why is all about my family. Other days it's because I felt good running last time and I want to keep that up. And then other times it's, you know, I don't know, whatever it could be, but it changes every single day. My, my big broad why, you know, my intent is to, you know, I want to die with a six pack at 93. That That's it. <laughs> Everything like I'm it. doing up until then is, uh, it, that's, that changes. Yeah. And, and you know what else with that why, too? It could be the, the why for that day to day. I like that you brought that up. Could be because you don't want to do it today. And you know the, you know what discipline and consistency brings. So you just got to get up and get moving, even if it's some little bit. I don't want to do it. And that's my why is because I don't want to. So I'm going to. Yeah. Johnny and I have talked about that a lot. The fact that the days that you don't want to, those are the only days you need to show up, man. Those are yeah. the only ones that really matter. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of one of the memes that I saw with a, a bicycle, like a professional looking, you know, super fitness bike rider guy who's riding his bike. And in the background is a big grizzly bear. And it says some days you find motivation. Other days, motivation finds you. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> some days you feel the bear on your heels and it's like, let's go, let's go. And other days you just got to find it. You got to say there's a hill and I'm just going to push, you know, and make it happen. So, yeah, and I, uh, I think, too, uh, a lot of people will search for more motivation to do things where I think that equation for me is backwards. I think action breeds motivation. Once you get moving, you get motivated like 
like he like uh jake was saying you know he last time he did something he felt really great that's why he's doing it again today right yeah. um sometimes it's hard to find that motivation but just get moving you'll feel it it'll get yeah. there because at the end you'll say oh i did that right how how important do you feel it is coach doc for um, w- within that to make sure that we can try to find some sort of community or even team team aspect like with you um, coaching varsity high school football you know and you even mentioned sports as far as some of the activities and things that you enjoy doing and want to be able to do how important is that team or community aspect though in your opinion with regards to keeping us going uh, I think it's huge personally, and that's partly because of my history of playing sports, organized ball since I was four, all the way through college. Um, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um, it's one of the things when I see people join communities, whether it's gyms or Facebook groups or anything else. It, I love it so much because for folks who didn't get to play sports growing up, you get to contact the thing that I lived with all my life, which is someone right next to you putting in the same amount of work for something bigger than both of you and like there's there's nothing like that on the planet like when i got done playing ball to find that again is damn near impossible um so so a community is there when when you're feeling down when you're feeling great it also gives you a chance to be the one to support someone else which is a just as good of a feeling as being supported so i'm all about the community aspect yeah I think Jake and I have both seen this and we've heard this from a lot of our listeners as well, uh, the importance of and the, the relation to our physical fitness being our emotional health, making sure yes. that, you know, our mental health, emotional health, when those things are strong, when we feel supported, when we feel like uh, there's other people like you just said that we can encourage them, it plays into the overall drive and discipline to show up every day. Um, and I know with your, not only your history in sports, but with your training, behavioral science and things like that as well, um, that I imagine you would, you would see that being the case in just about anything we want to achieve, whether it be physical or academic or whatever. Yeah. Now a lot of people, uh, I try to get them to understand that, like, if you just broke it down into your, your mind, your, your, your heart and your body, your physical, emotional, mental aspect, like they're all interconnected. When you work out, you feel better. You work smarter. Uh, When you work your brain, your body's less fatigued. When you are emotionally stable, you can get in that gym. You can get into that reading that book, whatever it is. Like they all work together. They can't, you know, they're not separated out to where it's just like, how many people have you seen or know who extremely intelligent, stick their face in a book all day, but can't have a conversation and are really unhealthy? or super fit, but are jerks to other people, right? Like, like it's, it's all connected. Yeah. Well, we actually have a couple of questions that are, are very similar to some of what we're talking about. And so I was just going to kind of kick those out um, for, for both of you. We'd love to give you an opportunity to speak to these specific questions as well, Doc. Um, yeah. One of them is coming from Janine. Um, and she actually asked very similar to what I just brought up. How have you managed to motivate your way through the plateaus, like particularly with weight loss or body composition? You know, once you've reached a plateau for a while, how have you managed to motivate your way through that? And where do you go for inspiration when you need to dig deep? Uh, For me, it's understanding what a plateau means. 
Um, and that is your body's become used to what you're doing. So my motivation is experimentation. Okay. I've reached the point of where I can't lift any heavier. I can't get bigger muscles or anything like that. Time to switch up the exercise and do something new. Mm-hmm. All right. I've been able to swim nonstop for a mile. Um, when I started, I had to stop every, you know, five or six laps. Now I can do a mile straight. I'm feeling good, but it's just kind of not doing it for me anymore. Let's go play some basketball. Um, so that's right. My plateau is switching, you know, experimentation, switching things up because now you're tricking your body. Your body's no longer used to what's going on. So it's going to adapt and adjust. You just can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. That's great. So at that point, it really isn't just a, finding a way to mentally push through the fact that you're at a plateau it's no give your mind and your body both something different to do exactly wow that's good jake i know that you kind of had done that with with running i know with e2m you know walking or jogging was a part of what you were doing with your exercise but at some point over the last month or so or two months um you you ended up kind of really stepping up your your running game didn't you yeah i did i for so e2m is run in eight week sessions i went through my first three eight week sessions or cycles and all i did was walk i would go out and walk and what i noticed and this is something we talked about you know my resting heart rate started to decrease and then i noticed um, you know, I'm getting the feedback from my watch, man, my heart is not getting up there at all. So I wanted to figure out how I could start, you know, getting a little bit more out of my exercise. And I started jogging. The cool thing was because of some of the stuff I was doing, the circuits, the, um, and I honestly believe that some of the walking that I was doing helped me to condition myself to be able to run because the first time that I actually started running I was it was like four o'clock in the morning I'm out there under the street lights and I'm like okay I'm gonna run to that street light and I got to that street light and I'm like Hmm, okay, yeah, I don't have to stop. I'm going to keep going for yep. a little bit. And before I knew it, I I feel the vibration in my hand and I had put down a mile and I didn't even really, I, I, I didn't mean to, I wasn't trying to. That wasn't my goal. It just all of a sudden happened and it was because of all those other things that had been going on. But to answer your question, Johnny, yeah, I, I or to kind of piggyback on what Doc was saying and I didn't really even think about um where I was as a plateau, but just knowing that I needed to challenge myself a little bit more got me convinced that, okay, you know, maybe this is what I do next. This is just sort of the natural progression of what things are. I'm going to push myself a little bit harder. Running is something that I don't really want to do, but it is something that I know is a decent uh, cardio workout. And, and, you know, it, it was getting yeah. my heart rate up pretty quickly. So yeah, you upped your game and you changed your your process a little bit. And and to date, Jake, you're down what 103 pounds since 100, September. Yeah, something like that. 103, 104 pounds, something like that. I haven't weighed myself in a couple of days, so we'll yeah. see where we are sometime over the weekend. Man. That's pretty amazing, man. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. amazing. And it, I, I can say, you know, Doc, I know you don't know Jake as well as I do, but it's not just he went on a don't ever feed yourself diet and sat on a couch and got emaciated. I mean, he's been, he's doing work like the push-ups, the freaking uh, weight lifting, like everything he's doing. The the kid has, has added, he's probably added 15 pounds of lean muscle mass at least. 
Uh, nice. Since September too. So yeah, amazing work, Jake. Yeah, thanks um, a lot, Johnny. Well, I was just going to say too, it's uh, uh, another way I thought about a plateau. Um, and it's not for everybody. This, it, it, it really isn't. Some people don't, uh, they find it aversive. But another good way to push through a plateau is to find a competition find a challenge like jake did right like um if 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 you're running and you've been running and you are walking and let's give go with that example and you feel like you've hit a plateau if competition is something that you enjoy doing enter yourself in a, a half marathon and see what happens yeah right <laughs> see what happens you will go way you will push past that plateau like you never have before if competition is your thing yeah that makes total sense. I imagine, I imagine any football player in high school would play a lot harder against a college team than they would against a mini oh. league, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. We are, you know, yeah. That's good stuff. Well, really, really similar to that. Um, another friend of ours, Kim, um, kind of made a statement, and then she has two questions. So I'll, I'll break it down, and then we can take kind of each question at a time. That she said, "Okay, you're at the point where the thrill of the exercise has worn off." She's currently on day 145 of her of her fitness journey, so still early, but she's in it enough that the thrill is more, has, of the exercise has worn off. This is what she asked: Do you take a break? She said, "I'm afraid if I take a break, it'll end up being an extended break." Um, and then she goes on to say, "Right now, I'm treating it like a habit. I promise myself to, to go at least 10 minutes, but I always do more. But every day is the same. Where I'm just not as excited as I was in the beginning." So what would your tips be to get back to enjoying exercise? So the first question is, all right, it's no longer thrilling. Do you, do you take a break? If so, how long? Uh, I mean, it, it was interesting when, when that, when she made the statement, my initial thought was like, it's okay to take a break. Right. <laughs> um, that's immediately <laughs> what I thought was like, it's okay to take a break, but it can be hard to get back into it. So it goes back to what I'm talking about with experimenting where you can take a break from that thing and do something else. Right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you can also just take a break it's okay to take a break from, I mean, it's the reason we have weekends. It's the reason we've got holidays. Like their breaks are just fine. Yeah. Um, but it can, it can end up that break becoming an extended period of time where, uh Oh, I haven't done anything for six months longer than what I was doing as a habit. Right. Yep. Um, right. So, I mean, again, and, and her sec, can you repeat her second question? Sure. Yeah. She said, um, uh, any tips to getting back to enjoying exercising? Yes. Uh, why did you enjoy it in the first place? Did you forget yeah. about that? Right. Like what was enjoyable about it in the first place? Um, try to go back to that. Right. Um, and then to talking about that change, once you start to do anything for an extended amount of time, it's going to transfer to other areas of your life and it's going to evolve. Yep. If if all I'm ever doing is shooting baskets by myself, at some point I'm going to want to play one on one or three on three or five on five to check my skill level. Yeah. Right. So let it evolve. Uh, you may start out with one thing and it worked great, but now you're up for a bigger challenge and you you want to do a little bit more. So let it evolve. Don't don't be stagnant and don't feel like you're leaving behind something great. You're just moving on to something better. That's great. Yep. 
Yeah, this, and this this particular friend I do know from the supernatural community, and so I I really get where she's coming from. Um, and one of the things when I read her her question and her comment to begin with, you know, any tips to getting back to enjoying it, or even the thrill has worn off. So should I take a break? I think if you're physically fatiguing or whatever, you should definitely take a break. I don't think any of us need to crush ourselves um, to the point where we hate the exercise anymore. But as far as the the thrill, getting the thrill back and enjoying it, it, that's where I would recommend something that helps me is find somebody else that you can jump on and do a party workout with. It's a totally different dynamic. you, You get out of the performance mindset again and, and, and into sort of a little bit of a different you know hangout time with somebody if you've already done that and you don't dig that then it goes back to where jake was talking about kind of increasing his running or where doc was talking about make it competitive um if you're bored with it maybe up that level to if you're on mediums go to a high try a pros only who cares what your score no. is do something that's a little more challenging because I guarantee you what got you addicted in that first week wasn't near as much the balloons as it was the endorphins and the way your body felt after you did the exercise. Mm-hmm. For so sure. Do do what you need to do to achieve that. And that's what doctors said. Like, well, why did you enjoy it to begin with? Find that reason again. Yep. You know, yep. for me, it's how I feel afterwards. It's the fact that I can walk the stairs without feeling like an old man. You know, it's like, man, that that's what I'm after. That sweat's what I'm after. And um, so, yeah, chase that now. Jake, what do, what do you think, man? So with regard to the break, I absolutely think <laughs> I absolutely think it is OK for people to take a break. But I think we need to plan our breaks just like we mm-hmm. plan our exercise. So yep. on a day that, you know, you're not going to be able to do something you need to have already planned how you're going to pick yourself back up so that i mean you got to set just like you would set a milestone or a goal or something like that plan it be ready be deliberate be intentional about it that's that to me would be the biggest encouragement if you need a break you, you need a break you take a break but you have to plan that break you're gonna maybe even set parameters around the break i set parameters around my eating my my celebration meal that i have once a week and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's i think the reason why i'm able to go back to eating the way that i should be eating is because i'm very deliberate about you know what i'm going to consume in that couple hours that it is only a couple hours that i'm still going to keep with the intermittent fasting that i will still have drank the whole gallon of water that i drink every day you know i'm gonna i, I plan it and i want i think that this person could benefit from planning that that's one part of that question yeah that's good man it, yeah otherwise your mentality of it i think you you would you could tend to feel like you've just thrown the towel in and given up and then you deal with your own self-resentment and you're in a negative headspace For and sure. none of us none of us can champion anything or tackle anything i effectively i think from a negative headspace you, you've got to be in that intentionality of i'm doing this today on purpose and tomorrow i'm going to pick it back up or two days from now i'm going to pick that back up and i'm going to do it again on purpose i'm going to own my day and and i think you guys have uh, all of us have hit on something that i think is underlying of all of this um and it's something that it, just stay with me here as i ramble it's it's something that has changed the way i worked out uh here in the western hemisphere united states area the way 
workout has been presented to us is you push yourself until you can't go anymore. You crush yourself, kill yourself in the gym. And it wasn't until I heard a trainer of a mixed martial arts um, fighters uh, from Europe who said that that is not how he trains his fighters at all. That changed everything for me. And he gave a real, really simple example. He said, let's say, and I just talked about this the other day. He said, let's say the maximum amount of pull-ups you could do in a day is seven. Like if I put a gun to your head, you couldn't do eight, right? Mm -hmm. So you do seven on Monday. Well, then Tuesday, you got to let your body rest because you crushed it on Monday. And then Wednesday, you do seven again. And now you've really torn your body apart. So you've got to wait till Saturday to be able to do another seven. And then you got your rest day on Sunday. Monday comes. Well, in a week, you've done 21. But let's take that same person and we can do five pull-ups every single day because we're not killing their body. At the end of the week, they've done 35. You put that together over a year, the person who's killing their body has done over like a little over a thousand pull-ups in a year that person who is doing five every day consistently they've done close to two thousand who's stronger mm. right like yep. you don't have to, you don't have to crush yourself to get the results like that is a, a idea and philosophy that we have planted in our heads that like just isn't true man that's really good that's great advice anybody who's listening that's great advice no matter what your activity level is um that's a fantastic way to look at it. Go for the 2000 a year, not a thousand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Cause ultimately we all probably got into this, uh, as, as doc mentioned earlier, our why, you know, is different and it may adapt. Um, initially you may have gotten into it cause you want to look better this summer, but long-term, um, you're in it cause you want to be healthier long-term. So right. do what you got to do to set yourself up to succeed. Man, it's great stuff. Doc, is there anything else? If there was any other one nugget that you just wanted to drop on somebody, uh, feel free to drop that. But then also let our listeners know where we can find you. I know that, first of all, you have your own podcast as well as a website. So feel free to plug that for us um, so we can find you as well. Yeah, uh, you can find me on any social media as One Coach Doc. Uh, one is spelled out, so O-N-E, Coach Doc. Um, my podcast is on all the podcast platforms called Doc's Daily Dose. Um, and then my website is muchloveallways.com where we've got a lot of uh, fitness apparel and just inspirational apparel. To, I'm actually wearing one of the hoodies now that on the back says to-do list, uh, mind my own business, put in the work and give gratitude. Right? Hey, like, um, <laughs> like you know, yeah. So, um, but uh, I guess the biggest nugget I would give to anybody, um, whether it's fitness related or not, is give yourself a little bit of grace. Like, it's okay to not be all right, to not feel the motivation, to not meet the milestones you expected and set out for yourself in these large expectations. Like, just showing up and putting in the work and and, and being consistent is doing more than so many other people and more than you used to do if you weren't doing it. So like, mm. understand that, um, give yourself some grace. Like it's okay not to, uh, to be perfect. Like just practice, keep practicing, keep practicing, keep showing up for yourself. It, you'll get to wherever you just, you plan. And most of the time it's going to be way further than you ever expected. That's great advice. So good, man. Again, as Jake and I both said earlier, I want to thank you for taking the time to um, to chat with us today. I'm so inspired by 
everything that you share uh, that I see on social media, your involvement in the supernatural community um, and all of your expertise means a lot and brings a lot of weight to um, the principles and things that I know Jake and I both agree on already. So Jake, thank you for your time as well today, man. I look forward to chatting with you some more this week and um, friends catch us on our Facebook page, jump in there. If you've got questions or you want to interact with us, we'd love to see you there. Otherwise have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time on fluff to buff.